time. And let's give him a one more hand clap. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I forgot to mention while I was making the announcements, uh, there will not be a Wednesday night service next week. Um, next week is the AWCF conference in Louisville, Kentucky. And the Lord willing, next Wednesday night, that's where I'll be. And Brother Douglas and Cecilia is going to be there. So um, we're just going to postpone our service uh, for next Wednesday night. Be in prayer for us as we, I will be leaving um, Wednesday morning driving up there. I think uh, they're going um, ahead of me. Y'all going to be for the first service, aren't you? Yeah. All right. So um, uh, remember that we are still in the book of James, <laughs> still in the first chapter. And um, James is a mighty powerful book. And simply what we're talking about is um, practical Christianity, the principles of practical Christianity. Um, and that's what I have named this study because James is just, it gets us down to brass tacks. And um, tonight we're just going to be doing an old-fashioned Bible study. I didn't bring my um, pad with me and don't have it uh, recorded up there. I've got to the scriptures for Sister uh, Margie to put up on the screen for those who need it, but I'm going to try to finish this out, this chapter tonight. And um, there are two main things that we're going to be talking about, so I don't really have a title for tonight's lesson because like I said, we're going to be talking about two different things. And we're going to pick up at verse 22 of the first chapter. I want to welcome those that are, that are watching through the live stream on Facebook. Appreciate you um, watching with us and um, thankful for all the good positive feedback we've been getting from that. Um, if you don't mind, if you're watching, uh, make a comment, let us know where you're at, and so we can know who you are, and um, uh, that way we can continue to keep this up. We know we're getting enough people watching to, uh, uh, to do so, and it seems to be that way. So uh, let's get started tonight, and I want to finish out this uh, first chapter. James chapter 1, beginning at verse 22. And I talked some about this in my message this past Sunday. And we're going to expand a little bit further on this tonight. This is what he reads. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face 
in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. Um, it's not good enough just to uh, hear the Word of God. It's not good enough just to read the Word of God. But we have got to apply what the Word of God says to our lives if we want to get a benefit from it. I thought about a man I hadn't thought about in many years. This goes back several years to a place I used to work. And this man, if you was to meet him and talk to him, you wouldn't have the slightest idea that he would ever profess to be a Christian. You name it, he was involved in it. Uh, but he was in between his vile jokes and all of his language and everything else that he did. In between time, you walk up on him at the right time, he'd be talking to somebody about something the Bible says. And I seen his Bible one time, and it was kind of old and used, uh, kind of like mine here is. And I looked at it, and I seen by every verse a line of red dots, different colored dots. It was red, blue, and green, different colors. And I just I looked I just looked through his Bible, and I mean, the whole Bible was like that. And so I asked him, I said, "What's with all of these different colored dots by uh, the verses here in the Bible, your Bible?" He said, "All oh, he said every time I read a verse." He said, I, um, I put me a, a dot by it as I go. He said, and each color represents um, um, a different time that I read, read through that. So there were several little dots there indicating that he had, he had read the Bible um, just about as much as anybody, plumbed through just about as much as anybody I know. Yeah, I mean, he went through marking it. But sad to say, that's not going to get you right with God. We have got to apply the Word of God to our lives. We have got to put action there. Amen. Uh, in the word, word of God. Be ye doers of the Word. Whatever the Word says, we're supposed to act upon it and do it. Amen. If the Bible tells us that we ought to, uh, we're supposed to repent, just reading, it, uh, reading about it is not going to help you. You've got to repent. 
if the Word of God says you've got to be baptized, just reading that ain't going to help you. You've got to be baptized. And on and on and on, whatever it is in the Word of God, we have to be doers of the Word and not just hearers only because we deceive our own selves when we do so. Amen. A lot of people worried about being deceived by somebody else. Be careful. We could deceive our own selves. Hallelujah. He said that um, if anyone is a hearer, verse 23, of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a glass or a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Now, what I'm fixing to tell you right here, this, on, this only works for those who are uh, serious about what they're doing when they get into the Word of God. The Bible says that the Bible, this book, is like a mirror. And when I look into the Word, and I look at it with an honest heart, with not no preconceived ideas or judgment, without trying to Say, well, no, no matter what I find here or what the preacher says here, I'm still going to do what I want to do. And if you're that kind of way, it's not going to work for you. But if you're honest, if you're honest and you look at the Word, it'll be a mirror to you. It'll show you exactly what kind of person you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to know what kind of person you are, get into the Word. The Word will reveal it to you. It'll show you. Every time I get into it, every time I look into it, it lets me know where I've got to measure up at. Hallelujah. But if I don't do what it reveals to me and I forget then it's not going to be long, even though I've looked into the Word of God and it showed me exactly who I am and what I am, and I don't continue in it and I don't do the Word. Amen. Then, when I go away, I soon forget. I soon forget. And so that's where it don't benefit me at all. I'd like for Darlene to read that verse 22 and 23 in the Amplified Version, if you don't mind. Just see what I want. I'm interested in how it reads. Anyone only listens 
All right. All right. So we've got to be actively involved in the Word of God. Um, this, this whole argument between two different groups of people today about what part works play and what part faith plays. And somebody told me one time, well, God spoke to Noah and he believed what God said. God told him it was going to rain when it ain't never rained before. So he believed God and that saved him. But I, but I submitted back to him Yes, he believed God, but if he didn't go to work on that boat, he would have drowned it like everybody else. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That shows he was a doer of the sayings of God. Yes, he believed God when God spoke to him, but what he did proved that he believed God. Because he went through all the ridicule, all the things, and we don't know the half that Noah had to go through with, the 120 years that he was working on that ark. No, <laughs> I go back and read that every time I kind of, you know, I don't, I don't care who they are. I think every pastor kind of gets down every, every now and then when, if they get to thinking, you know, well, I'm not accomplishing nothing. I'm not seeing no new converts come in and all that. Lord, Lord, I'm mercy. Noah preached 120 years and didn't save one soul but his family. If you can get your family into it, it's worth it. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got to keep on going. I want to give you an example before we go further here in James about this, about being a doer of the work, and um, I'm going to take you to the book of Matthew to a parable that Jesus spoke. Matthew chapter 7, and beginning at verse 21. Mm. Um, 24, excuse me. You're right, I, you're right, you got it right. Therefore, this is Jesus speaking, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, you, you understand that, you pick that up, Jesus said, if you hear these sayings of mine, all right, that's, that's, that's the word. Amen. That's like hearing the word that we talked about in James. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, does what it's, they say, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on a rock. Hallelujah. Can I submit to you tonight, church, 
that if you're a doer of the word, then you're getting a sure foundation. You're getting a sure foundation that'll stand when, when troubles come. And I assure you, if you live long enough, you're going to have some. And you already had some, you're going to have a little more. We need, some, we need a sure foundation. Can somebody say amen? amen? Jesus said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, does them. Active. Follows through. He said, I'm going to liken them to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew. And beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on a rock. It was, it's already been said tonight about how about a place this world is today, and what all we're going through. You need, you need a sure foundation. You need somebody you can count on. Hallelujah. And that. A far-sighted, practical, sensible man built his house on the rock. All right, let's finish this up. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does uh, not, not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. What did it say about the foolish man? Ha! <laughs> Sounds like Sister Margie wrote that verse right there. <laughs> you found that right there in God's holy word. <laughs> all right, for all y'all on Facebook there, if you want to turn to the Amplified Version, it says, everyone who hears my sins of mine and does them, he's stupid. <laughs> well, that's quick and to the point. <laughs> let me finish. Let me get 26. You got my mind all. I had a, I had a certain train of thought I was going to, I was headed down and I got derailed. <laughs> Verse 27. And the rain descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now there's, there's comparison here and something that we need to know. There's another scripture in the Bible that says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Storms of life is going to hit all of us. I don't care 
if you go to church seven days a week, that's not going to keep you from going through trouble. I'm sorry. The Bible says that they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And the rains are going to come. That's why you need a foundation. That's why you need to be smart. Amen. Huh? Faith in God. And then do what he says. Because that's what we're talking about, being doers of the word. Both of these men, the smart man and the stupid man, They both, they both built a house, but one did not dig down and build his house on the rock and have a good foundation. The rock, building your house on the rock is when you're doing Now, let's go back to James. Verse 25 of the first um, chapter. I want to go back to verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Uh, I'd say that's pretty self-explanatory right there. You want to be you want to be blessed. You want to um, grow in the Lord. You want to you want to be able to still be standing when the smoke clears. Hallelujah! And then we have got to be doers of the of the work. Well, now we just went we went through that. I don't know if I'm going to ask this to Darlene about the next part or not. Let's go to verse 26. We're going to get into a totally different train of thought. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Wow. Bridling your tongue. I'm a glutton for punishment. Go ahead and read me verse 26, Mr. Darling. does not control his tongue. I've heard people saying, you might as well say it as think it. That is not true. The devil wants you to believe that lie. Hallelujah. The devil wants you to believe that lie. You have got to control what you say. 
I seen a little cartoon or something one time, and I may not be getting it all right. Somebody might recognize what I'm fixing to say, part of it, but um, this this one lady uh, woke up one morning and laying there, and she says, "Thank you, Lord. I have I have not." Blessed out one person today. I've kept my mouth under control. The next verse was, now help me as I get out of bed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, this stuff right here gets kind of tight, doesn't it, Brother Paul? Amen. Uh, we have to be careful with our uh, conversation. And since we're living in the day that we're living in right now, I'm going to tell you something. Gossip used to be in the, uh, a problem in the church. You had to preach on people getting on the telephones. But nowadays it's Facebook. Amen. Amen. And there's a lot of people seem to feel emboldened and put out a lot of stuff on Facebook when they don't have the person right there in front of them. Amen. And they ain't there to defend themselves. Um, somebody was trying to talk to me about somebody that had been dead for a while. I, I told myself, why in the world will I want to try to run somebody down who ain't here to defend himself? You know? Uh, there's nothing good about gossip. A friend of mine, you should know, gospel, gospel singer and writer. Uh, he wrote a song about my dad. He wrote a song about me in my early days. Uh, he was a um, a really good songwriter, and um, but I remember one song he wrote. It said, "Is it gospel or gossip you want to hear? Is it gospel or gossip? Uh, you can hear your share of gossip, amen. And uh, it will kill a church. It will kill a church." Somebody who's a member of the church, a particular assembly, and somebody um, uh, somebody else contacts them or whatever, be it a telephone, be it a text message, or, or saying something out in, out in the parking lot. If, if, number one, if they're where they ought to be, they wouldn't be saying it. Number two, if you was where you were, ought to be, you wouldn't be listening to it. Hello, somebody. Amen. I mean, what you need to be saying, have you went to the pastor about that? I guarantee you the person running the map will kind of wind down then. I've been, I've been around this a lot, and I've seen a lot of churches destroyed because of that. Amen. And um, that, that's just 
That's just what the devil wants to get you involved in. Hallelujah. The devil, he'd rather have you talking about somebody or talking about the church or whatever than on your knees talking um, in prayer. And if you're going to talk about somebody, talk to them in God, with, to God in prayer. Amen. This right here is just as much truth as Acts 2.38. It holds just as much power because look at what it said. If anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue or control his tongue, he deceives his own heart. This man's religion is vain. Or, according to the New King James, this one's religion is useless. That's what vain means. Useless. I don't care what you're doing in church. You might not miss a service. But it's useless if you're not being a doer of this word right here. Hallelujah. Now, we're getting close time to wind up, and we got one verse, verse 27. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Wow. What is that? Read that one. Go ahead. I'll let you read that last one. We could talk we could talk a long time on that one verse right there. Amen. We're talking about pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father. This is why Brother Paul a lot, he'll take in prayer requests, remember the widows and the orphans. Um, some people think that nursing home ministry is useless, but it's very much needed. Some some churches won't fool with it because they can't. They say, "Well, we can't never get them to come to church. We won't be able to get no ties out of them." God forbid. That's all. If if that's all's on your mind, y'all be y'all be doing nursing on this coming Sunday, won't you? This coming Sunday. Those people in those nursing homes, a lot of them has been put there and forgot by their families. Amen. And the work of God is for you to be able to encourage anybody, no matter how old they are, to encourage them, to try to, to lift them up. Amen. Uh, and then also to keep oneself unspotted or uncontaminated by the world. 
one thing that really burdens my heart, one thing that really burdens my heart is when I look around and I see so much wordless in the church today. Amen. And it's become fashionable to go to church in a lot of circles. I hear people all the time talking about, well, you know, I hadn't. And I had one uh, tell me one time, man, uh, he, he was talking to somebody else before he started talking to me. And he was talking about how, what a good time he had clubbing on Saturday night. Man, we went to the club. We had a great time there at the club, dancing and adult Brit beverages, what he called it. He said, man, this, this weekend was great. He said, man, then we had a shouting time on church on Sunday morning. Well, the only thing I can tell you about that is what the book says, your religion's useless. And I will say this, and I will say it loud and proud. A child of God has got no business at the club on Saturday night if he's a real child of God. The Bible says shun the very appearance of evil. Hallelujah. Amen. If you can't find somewhere to go out to eat on Saturday night without being a club, stay home and eat some fried bologna. You can't beat that anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. Those bologna sandwiches um, uh, I ate this past Saturday was about the best thing I had. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, this is why the church is not having a good effect on the world and bringing people in. Because the world can't see no difference us and them. We have got to stay uncontaminated by the world. Oh, but you know, I, God, God's got a got a call on my life, and God's giving me a giving me a gift. That's great. Cultivate that gift. Cultivate it. And don't take a chance on God taking away from you and giving it to somebody else who's more dedicated than you are. Because God honors dedication. Hallelujah. And we have to be dedicated before God. Well, we got through chapter 1. Anybody here got a comment about or question about anything I covered tonight?